Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we look at anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Stephen Rogers. I'm Andrew Chavon. This is a good one. We have our resident expert, Dr. Deb, back again. Yes, she is with us. Uh, it's, it's been a fu- it was a fun episode. We get into a lot. I have a continuation of the Bowie saga on her being sick and how I, I'm worried she might hate me for giving her medicine. And how you had to sneak her in a hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets crazy. And I talk about how I watched Love on the Spectrum on Netflix, and I started worrying that I was on the spectrum. <laughs> and Dr. Deb diagnoses me. <laughs> it's the longest diagnosis you'll ever hear, but it, 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 it gets there. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's very insightful. If you guys are ever wondering... Yes, you are. Then this is a good uh, analysis to listen to. Then we get into uh, listener topics such as stressing about how fast your vacation is going. Yes, and worrying about the fires in California, not having air conditioning during a heat wave. And what was the third one? The third one is, is the panic of having a panic attack. Oh, yeah, the panic about worrying about if you're going to have a panic attack that day. Yeah. Which Dr. Deb gave it a name. I forgot what it was, but. Well, you'll, you'll just have to worry about if we ever get to it. <laughs> we we do. You just have to listen. I was trying to call back to the work, the topic. Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I, uh, this was a fun one. Please uh, share, subscribe, all the good things. Uh, and our live show will be on Saturday, August 29th. Lineup will be announced today. And that <laughs> I'm just watching Andrew stare at me. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're, you're on a roll, man. I didn't want oh, to throw good, you off. Good. I, and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so just thank you again. We, we're growing every day. We appreciate the support. Yeah, your, we love your, you. Your reviews you. and, and the shares, they, they matter. So thanks for doing it. Yeah, and stay tuned for the music. And stay tuned for the music. Starts beating really fast. I'm like sweating and trembling. Yeah, me too. Am I gonna, am I gonna die? Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we talk about anxiety through a comedy lens, now with an expert analysis. I'm Andrew Chavon. And I'm Stephen Rogers. And our expert for this episode is the prestigious Dr. Deb. Dr. Deb, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Dr. Deb, in, c- in case anyone's listening for the first time, can you say uh, your qualifications? <laughs> well, I am a practicing uh, psychotherapist, and I've been doing that for about 30 years. I have my PhD in uh, psychiatric care, so I am all set to go. Oh, great. Wow. Yes. You spent your whole life for this recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're doing this remotely. Steven is on the road with Brian Regan. Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Bloomington, Indiana, as we speak, in my hotel room, and Caitlin is trying to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let me record the loudest thing I do 
right next to your head. <laughs> well, first you were in the lobby of the hotel wearing a mask, and I was like, I don't think this is gonna work for the video. <laughs> I tried the I tried the car. I go on out in the car, and uh, I got the laptop set up. Which immediately, if anyone's on their laptop in their car, I suspect a felony is being committed. But yeah, you're either. Uh, committing a cyber crime or <laughs> you're stalking somebody. And... Yeah, you're like trying to get into the mainframe. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm on my computer in in my uh, in the in Caitlin's car, and it's like uh, server is not trusted or whatever. And uh, I haven't had that since the bad time at Applebee's. Anyways, <laughs> God, that's stupid. That's uh, that's what happened when I was at Outback and they. <laughs> They brought the the um, the hairy the, blooming onion. Yeah, they brought the budding onion instead of the blooming. <laughs> I was like, this this uh, this onion's not ready to bloom. <laughs> it's just a bud. These aren't in <laughs> these aren't in season. <laughs> I think it's nighttime for this in seasoning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, it says server not trusted. So I'm like, here, here's something th- that I I love about you is you're very you're very dedicated and you want the recording to be perfect. Yes. So I was like, whatever I end with when when Andrew comes into that Zoom, it better be perfect in his eyes. I need the best thing I can do for him. So I call you. In a, in a hotel lobby wearing my mask on and and your voice is all muffled and i'm like oh you're just getting ready to record and you're like no this is gonna be me on the recording i was like no that's not gonna work <laughs> and to, my favorite thing is to watch you try to decide how you're gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, saying no is very hard for me even though you're my best friend <laughs> <laughs> it was like I could, it's like the wheels were moving <laughs> in slow motion. And I, I was just like, okay, I'll find. And then, then I had to get a new key because I left my key up in the room. I'm not yeah. going to awake Caitlin to be like, hey, can I uh, be a dork in the room for an hour? <laughs> Wake up and let me in. <laughs> uh, so I get to the, the college here, uh, like it starts tomorrow. So all oh my God. all these parents and children are here, and not children. What I'm, I'm like, I look like them, but um, <laughs> the young uh, whippersnappers. So they're all at the the desk, like they've never been to a hotel before, asking all these questions. Probably they've been quarantined with their parents for <laughs> six months. No, it's the parents. Oh, the parents too. <laughs> well, they've the been quarantined parents. with their kids for six months. <laughs> yeah, they're all like. I don't. It's like a bomb went off and they're ringing. <laughs> yeah, <Eee>! hotel. <laughs> go, go. We need to get off this beach. Oh uh, yeah. So that's where I am. Ah uh, man. Yeah, and you didn't. I mean, thank God. You get a second opinion with me because you didn't know you could just go up to your room by checking with the desk. I thought about it, and then I, it was like uh, I wanted to do anything I could to not record uh, in here. And like, it seems like uh, our our podcast is a sleep sound for Caitlin because she is. is 
I had a feeling you wanted to record at 10 a.m. because Kate, that's Caitlin's sleep time. <laughs> I figured you, you had this limited window while Caitlin was asleep that we could record. Well, it's that and, and it's like uh, all the stuff we do during the day while on the road. So, yeah, basically. Oh, my God. Uh, well, anyways, I'm happy you're, you're on. I'm happy you're here. Thank you, Dr. Deb, for being here uh, so early. Yeah, and, and right now, it's so it's just Dr. Deb is audio only. Mm-hmm. You are the only thing I'm looking at on my screen because I figured out you, I could hide myself. Oh. And this eye contact is intense. <laughs> looking at you on my computer. Because <laughs> usually a grid view, I'm like, oh, let me look over here. I can check right. myself out. No, I'm just, I'm literally just staring in your eyes right now. Wow. I, I knew I, I was wondering why uh, I feel so warm. <laughs> oh man so uh what's going on with you well let's get in going on with you first because all right we'll get we'll get in you're on the road i'm on the road did you drive out to indiana we drove to bloomington uh you drove from queens new york to bloomington indiana yeah 13 hours (laughs) so here's the situation this is the first one for you dr deb we uh, uh, follow up of last week. If you didn't listen last week, I took Bowie to the vet. So, yeah, because Bowie um, scratched himself once, and you're like, "Oh my god, I think it's skin cancer." <laughs> Her, uh, she started shedding, and I'm like, "Oh no, leprosy." Uh, <laughs> she she starts licking herself. She's like, she's a freak. Auto, auto cannibalism. <laughs> um, Bowie was uh, well. We all know from last episode she was short wrap up. She was sneezing a lot, and the vet told me to, if she was sneezing a lot to take her in. And then she started to be all congested, and it was getting worse. After we recorded. Uh, since we, you and I recorded, she was sneezing and blood was coming out. So, oh my god! Yeah. So I was like, I made the right. Decision. I think you should call. It, I think you should call an exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's medical. That's uh, that's biblical. Yeah, we, I thought she was licking uh, her side, but then she went all the her head went all the way around. <laughs> she started speaking Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, she sleeps hanging upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She crawls on the ceiling. (laughs) I think something's up here. (laughs) It's not just the cat. So she, so she, she starts sneezing up blood, and I, and I'm like, I made the right decision. Vet, we go to the, I go to the vet. I bring, I bring the cat, and they're like, all right, we check the lungs. She's good, Um, but. She has a, uh, a not a sinus, but a respiratory infection. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so they gave us this medicine to give to, the, to Bowie, and we started right away. And it's horrible. Uh, this doesn't make me anxious, but it is uncomfortable. You have to hold the cat down and shoot it into its mouth. Oh, and God. it's like, you can't be like, hey, this make, make, will make you feel better. The cat's just going to feel better and think that it happened on its own and once a day i randomly cruelly hold it down <laughs> for yeah, my own amusement true, yeah yeah the the cat isn't really enlightened with germ theory yeah <laughs> yeah she actually thinks the the virus is a hoax 
(laughs) (laughs) She protested to get back to work (laughs) in in May. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you and and your girlfriend, Caitlin, take turns putting the injection in the mouth? Or is it all you? Caitlin's better at holding the cat down and opening her mouth. So I just do the... the Caitlin has the harder job, for sure. Uh, And then I do the shooting. You have the instrument of doom. I do. I have the vial with the skull and crossbones on it. (laughs) (laughs) You see it drip and it's like acid. It eats through the floor. (laughs) 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 Um, So uh, we... We begin giving it to her for about a week now, and she's doing way better. But uh, we realize that if we're going to Bloomington, the cat definitely has to come with us so we can keep giving her the medicine. Mm. So now we're like, we have to take this cat to the hotel. Yeah, you don't want to trust your roommates with that. They can barely do the dishes. (laughs) You can't can't trust them giving life-needed medicine to an animal. I come back, they just sprayed the medicine on all the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> they put the cat in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, she, she's scrubbing. <laughs> um, so uh, we, uh, we look up the, on the, the hotel website if you can bring a pet in. No pets. Now, Bowie is registered as a therapy pet, so we can travel with her. Mm. And uh, so she's... Yeah, Dr. Be, Deb, you got some competition. She, yeah, she's the expert next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you I think, think Bowie? <laughs> All right, so the solution to my anxiety is coughing up a hairball. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I'm, we call ahead, and they're like... And did, yeah, you, no. did you call a foot, too? <laughs> Did you call the neck? We called head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And, uh, <laughs> we called ahead. It was busy. So <laughs> we talked to a hand. Oh, man. So we... we <laughs> oh, man. My bed hair. Um, so we call ahead and... Uh, they don't allow pets, even therapy pets. Oh, God. And I get a hold of David, the tour manager, and I'm like, what do we – I'm sorry, but we have to take the cat with us. He's like, yeah, just sneak her in. So here's now the story. I'm sorry that for all that preamble. But we get to the hotel. We have to sneak the cat in, and I am not a deceitful person. So, <laughs> Well, luckily, I mean, you guys are wearing a mask. That, <laughs> that covers it up. It makes it really feel like you're – being a burglar yeah i'm on the laptop in the car wearing a mask <laughs> i'm sneaking in a uh hostage you get and you get in the lobby you're on your tiptoes like in scooby-doo i've got a, a bag over my shoulder that has an s with a line through it it's it's got a cat face on it <laughs> nothing to see here i put a mustache on bowie <laughs> and you put, I put her you, on my shoulders like the Muppets. And you put a trench coat over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then uh, we have to sneak the cat in. So we have this backpack that has that's a cat backpack, but it has 
screens in it so the cat can see through and breathe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had to walk in side by side so that the person behind the counter couldn't see the cat uh, as we walked by. And I'm not joking. I was so nervous. I started to whistle. (laughs) 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 Nothing to see here. Exactly. The thing that draws attention to you. Um, So we, we bring her up here. We get her in. We bring all the stuff in. And I'm, I'm looking for the do not disturb sign. And I can't find a do not disturb sign. And there was people in the hallway, like uh, room people. What do you call them? Uh, room service? Room service. Thank you. And uh, bad oh, service. Ah, they'll rat you out. Yeah, they will. They'll and, cat uh, you out. <laughs> cat and mouse. Um, <laughs> that didn't, cat and rat? All right. Uh, so I go up to them and I'm like, excuse me. I, as soon as I come out, they start, they stop talking. Like, like when you, when somebody's talking about you, that feeling. Oh God. And I'm like, uh, is there uh. a do not disturb sign? And they're like, Oh, we got rid of all those. We'll, we'll never come in your room. We, the whole time you're here. And I'm like, okay. And then I come in. Well, what if you want them to come in? There's a disturb sign. <laughs> Please disturb sign. <laughs> <laughs> if you made a mess in your room and you want them to come in <laughs> do nothing but disturb <laughs> yeah please i beg you disturb me <laughs> it, it plays down with the sickness disturbed disturb my room please um <laughs> so, i just disturbed my room and boy my arms are tired anyone here on the the disturbing apps um <laughs> <laughs> tip your tip your uh, cleaning staff, folks. A round of applause for the disturbers. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, so I we bring the cat in. We got everything in. I sneak the litter box in and make it look like a PlayStation because I have all these cords for recording. So I put it in a bag so it's this rectangle and cords are sticking out of the bag but I yeah. have to hold it like the, the PlayStation 5 now with DVD, <laughs> Blu-ray and cat poop have you guys played Cat Turds 3? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... this, this desert level is 3D <laughs> I've got smell around sound. Um, <laughs> surround smell. So, okay. Uh, so I, I, uh, I bring it all in and I'm like, oh, perfect. And I'm freaking out. And Caitlin's like, we did everything we could, but we needed her here. We're taking care of her. She's like talking me through it. And then the, there's a knock at the door. And I'm like, oh my God. And You're I busted. Open, open the door and the room service woman is there. The one that, and, the one that told me that she would never come in here. Yeah. She's at the door and I open it and she goes, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't check you off on the, on the list. And I'm like, okay. And then I closed the door and she left. And I've never, I freaked out so much. I thought she, we were busted. And, wow. Uh, what list? <laughs> the cat sneaking in list. <laughs> I don't, you don't want to be checked off in any list. <laughs> bizarro world I know. so now 
she's been here this whole time. Look. Oh, there she is. She's in the corner. <laughs> My God, it looks like an animatronic. <laughs> looks like Sabrina's cat. <laughs> oh, never mind. Now it's gone. No, wait. Can you see her? No. Oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> there, I took a screenshot. Um, so she's been in here this whole time, and now we're just. Uh, now I'm over it, but I've, I've just been freaking out that they'll find out she was here. Wow. All right. That sounds like a juicy one for Dr. Deb. So we got two things, Dr. Deb. We got his uh, fear of the cat hating him for giving her the medicine and this uh, anxiety of sneaking in a kitty cat when it seemed like Caitlin was fine. Yeah, Ka You're, Caitlin's you way better at it than me. Yeah. Dr. Deb, uh, hello? I'm right here. Sorry. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. That'd be funny if you just were gone the whole time. She was on the she's on the phone with my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Check out this guy. <laughs> well, um, you certainly. I think we uh, spoke uh, last week or the week before about parenting anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so you got your kitties, just like taking your kids on a a wild trip. Except uh, kids are allowed. <laughs> Most places, yeah. Um, well, you know, it just underscores uh, what an honest, reliable person you are. So you're a, a good friend, right, Stephen? I, I think so. You, you follow the rules and uh, you don't oh, get in for trouble. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I um, I, just to backtrack, uh, for people that weren't here last week, the anxiety about making the right decision about taking the cat it's nice to hear that you said, "Hey, I made the right decision. I feel really good about that." Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a. If you seen his apartment, you'd be like, "Yeah, don't leave him here." <laughs> no, no, I meant about taking the cat to the vet. So. Oh right, it, yeah. It was uh, definitely worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's nice to be partnering to give the. The, the kitty the medication because it, it is it is a, a struggle yes yeah, forcing uh forcing that medication so what about steven's empathy for the cat is that is that normal of course it's normal oh yeah. thank god yeah but uh, <laughs> you know that the cat doesn't think the the way we do so i don't i don't think the cat will ever register that it feels better because of the medication <laughs> but but will the cat? Uh, you but think, you will. Will the cat forget about all this injection yeah, will the, stuff? Will Will the cat uh, forgive me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think uh, she feels any ill will. Doesn't look like it. Right. And yeah. And she seems... and she also gets a trip to Bloomington. I mean, you know, that's worth everything, right? That trip to Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah, she loves loves corn. Thirteen thirteen <laughs> hours in a car. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets a hotel. Yeah. And she gets a hotel, yeah. She gets room service. <laughs> yeah, there's there's tuna everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if and you could you order yeah. a whole fish, but you didn't order it. A whole <laughs> fish shows up, you're like, wait a minute. Can you mix that uh, <laughs> can you mix the medicine with a little bit of uh incentive food? Um what I do is I feed her immediately after, so she uh, kind of forgets. Oh yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I have a cat running around behind me, and then Maddie just slinks in. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a cat castle behind me that she jumps on. <laughs> she starts smacking something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, that makes me feel good. Okay. Good. And then, so what about me sneak like the sneaking in and everything? Uh, well, I don't think that uh, it's related to anxiety. You know, you're just wanting to to take care of that cat, and mm. you had no choice. But it's it makes for a funny story, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Stephen's also afraid of getting in trouble. Huge that, fear of getting in that, trouble. That's probably normal, right? Well, unfortunately, not everybody has that fear of getting into trouble. <laughs> Be a lot better world if they, they did. Uh, yeah, you follow the rules and you do what's right. And it's really important for um, people with anxiety to know the rules and, and follow the rules and then have that worry about the crisis that could occur if we find out the rules are broken. And, and that's where that lizard brain uh, that we talked about that uh, controls our fear, um, we evolved to have the thinking brain as well to ration, rationalize things. So the uh, lizard brain is a, a afraid of, you know, devastation what can happen but that thinking brain is like planning so i'll pretend the litter box is a playstation and wrap all these <laughs> wires around it so so th this is how we survive that, that combination of the thinking brain and the lizard brain to to work things out so even though we fear the worst case scenario, that thinking brain can help us, you know, work through it and think of a plan uh, for that to not happen. I'm a, survi I'm a survivalist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, how we all evolved and got here uh, because that's how our ancestors uh, thought through things. I remember seeing in hieroglyphics like a guy holding a litter box with a bunch of uh, <laughs> cords wrapped around it. A guy with a lot of exclamation points around his head. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a paper bag. <laughs> uh, one, I, one, I guess, I guess one, a bigger question for your fans uh, uh, is what, what did Caitlin think of all the chairs and the desks piled up against the door last night? <laughs> oh. It's funny. I haven't done it the whole time she's been here but if i was alone i'd do it yeah she is very you know muscular so she, yeah is that what makes you feel safe that she i i think uh i think it makes me feel good that uh, i could tag her in <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah well thank you doc that's helpful sure uh, what, uh, what's going on with you, buddy? So I think uh, a couple nights ago I watched um, Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Have you seen it? Yes. I, I know. Have you seen it all? I started at the third. I, I missed two episodes in the beginning and then saw the rest. Okay. Yeah. So it's a show where people on the spectrum date each other. 
for the first time, if it's, I think, in most of the cases. And then there's a couple of t- couple of them that have long-term relationships and a couple that are married or, or something. But they had this um, relationship boot camp for the, for the people on the show mm-hmm. where they were taught how to go on a date and they had like two people what sitting on a table and they're like, one guy's asking the girl two, like a thousand questions and they're like, what is he doing wrong? They're like, oh, he's, he's asking too many questions. He's not building a conversation with the person. And I was like, oh, I never knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. You're like, is that bad? Should I be worried about this? How many questions is too many questions? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and then uh, there's another example where somebody said no right away, and they're like, you can't say no. You have to leave it open to, you can't say no. In, in, if, some, if somebody asks you a question, you have to kind of leave it open to have the conversation go right, somewhere. Right, right. I was like, I didn't know that either. <laughs> All these examples, I was like, what? I was like, I wish I took this class. <laughs> I was like, and then, uh, and then it made me think. I'm like, it, you know, because they, they they have trouble with eye contact. I do too. <laughs> I'm like, Dr. Deb, am I on the spectrum? Is, that's what, that was my greatest fear watching this show. My favorite thing is I knew where you were headed as soon as you said, I watched Love <laughs> and they blame And they all like one thing. Like there's a guy like dinosaurs. There was another person who liked um, business cards. They collected business cards. Well, it's not like every time I see you, you're wearing a Star Wars shirt. So. <laughs> but comedy is like that. I, you know, comedy is all like... Uh, <laughs> right, I do wear those. <laughs> That's all you have. <laughs> Even this one, it's not, a, it's not Star Wars, but it has stars. So <laughs> That's on so, brand. <laughs> Right, you're obsessed with comedy, and I'm I'm the same way. And I will be honest, my roommate and I were watching, and we both looked at each other like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I had our therapist like the day after I saw it, because yeah. I was like tearing up. I was like, "This is like too too relatable." How it was a very the, emotional show. The dates were bad, and um. <laughs> you said it's very relatable and you start with the dates are bad yeah they're actually going on way better dates than i've ever gone on they're going to hibachi grill and the corner glass all glass restaurant i, was like, I don't even know that existed <laughs> yeah your date's like uh, do you like hibachi and you're like no <laughs> <laughs> but then i ask do you like shrimp do you like chicken do you like steak do you like when they mix the egg into the rice? What's your favorite knife? Do you like this hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I, I had our therapist, and I, I I asked her. I was I asked her that. She and she thought about it. She said, "Well, oh no, I don't think so." Because well, she she watched the show and knew not to say a, a short answer. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, uh, and then your phone went off dun, 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 dun. oh the, the star wars theme 
<laughs> that was really good. Uh, Duel of Fates. Uh, I, I couldn't think of the notes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like the Duel of Fates. It was played on a kazoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have the high ground. What a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared to the new ones, I like the old ones. Oh, well, that's fair. But that, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's, uh, well, then she said no because, uh, well, I don't know. Let's get the, uh, the doctor's well, opinion. What yeah, what? yeah. What, 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 what? So she didn't. She thought about it, and then what did she say? She said, "I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say, "Oh, we're out of time. We'll have to yeah, yeah. pick this up next week." Yeah, like, that's uh, the tunnel. <laughs> she's like, "We're out of time. It's been ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> get back to you. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I got two more research. <laughs> she uh, starts showing you pictures of dinosaurs. <laughs> uh -huh. There, there was one guy in it who I was like, this guy does is not on the spectrum at all. He seemed normal. He, he was nice. I know exactly who you're thinking. And then he went to the dinosaur museum. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this I could see now. <laughs> he like was really into all the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, Doctor Deb, what do you uh, what do you think about, about all this? Uh, so well, wait, let me be clear. He's asking you to give him a diagnosis on a podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why that's why we pay the big bucks for the experts. <laughs> Well, I I, uh, I I saw the show too. I thought it was uh, a a great show. So uh, yeah, I know. It, I had to watch. I had to watch the Married at First Sight to kind of cleanse my palate. I'm like, let me see how normal people date or people not on the spectrum. The first show was the normal people. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, they're all weird. Everyone <laughs> is weird <laughs> or abnormal. I don't know. Not weird. People on the spectrum aren't weird. That's what I mean. <laughs> You're just talking about yourself. I know. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dr. Deb. What, what's going on? Uh, well, I think it's a matter of the socialization component. So the relationship is more to uh, objects, right? There, there's not the flexibility to engage and to... Um, Consider the other person's likes. You know, when we when we're in a relationship, we <laughs> sounds like you're warming up for a yes. <laughs> no, not, not, a, not at all. When, when we're in relationships, we are considerate of what the other person likes, right? So your anxiety is about making that other uh, having that other person feel comfortable, so that they will feel comfortable with you and like you. So in, with, on the spectrum, there's this range of less engagement, to, uh, less engagement to the other person, the concern about if they will like them or not. So you did notice on the show 
that the 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 people were disappointed um, and they wanted it to work, uh, but they weren't disappointed about the other person so much. They were disappointed that the date wasn't successful or that they would have oh. to try again. They did have a range of liking the other person, uh, but the one um, gentleman with in a museum, he he was all about those dinosaurs, right? Yes. And it was obvious that the girl was not into it and didn't like it at all. Right. Uh, but he, he wasn't in touch with that. He just didn't understand how she could not be uh, excited about the dinosaurs. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's a matter of uh, concern for the other person and investment and the other person's pleasure too. So in healthy relationships, we want the other person to feel good about themselves and to be able to grow. There's an investment with that other person. And that makes us feel good. There's this uh, reciprocity. Oh. And, and on the spectrum, there's difficulty with that reciprocity. The person is absorbed with um, this uh, engagement with non-reciprocal items, right? They get pleasure out of uh, building and doing and their interest in that, but um, it's not with the person's growth. What about the couple where the guy played pool and the girl, uh, I, I forgot what she did, but you know who I'm talking about, the one in the last episode? The, the ones that got engaged. Yeah, they got engaged. And he sang a song and... Oh, right. Okay. So, what, what was up with them? Right. That, that's why they call it the spectrum, right? Oh. Because they're, they're, they're on you know, the, the, uh, the, the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah, they, it's true. They, they were be able to relate and to uh, care for each other. I still don't get an answer here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so. <laughs> your anxiety is about if the other person is going to like you if you say the right thing and do the right thing right and, uh, social anxiety one of the issues on the spectrum is that there is not that worry oh, okay they don't have but, that worry but is is, is that the first tier because like <laughs> what what if what if i'm not trying to be funny can you be on it and still worry about the other person liking you uh yeah yes of course there, there's a whole range so mm -hmm. there there is a a theory that you know on the spectrum it, we go anxiety disorder, attention deficit disorder, and the anxiety, it goes on up. About, but the pers persons with autism, they get self-absorbed into uh, doing things uh, with, with objects. Uh, they are less absorbed in engaging uh, in an exchange or a reciprocal exchange with another person. So is general anxiety disorder on the spectrum? No, I'm not putting it on the autism spectrum. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying that 
that if you take anxiety and you look at how it interferes sometimes with our relating mm -hmm. and how we uh, people on with anxiety get self-absorbed about their worries and their concerns, they're all in their head, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but that 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 there is not that separation uh, with an external object like um, the dinosaurs, uh, the collecting that's mm. and the engaging with that. Right. Yeah. So if I was on the spectrum, I wouldn't care what other people think of me all the time. No. <laughs> it yeah, sounds like a relief. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> right. How do I get on that? <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> right. You, you wouldn't care about that. Cause I do like, I, I get, you know, I, I have my hot, not, I don't really have a lot of hobbies, but if I play video games or something, I still care what people think of me. Exactly. You know, like collect right. things. Right. And, and you, you want to win and you <laughs> en engage in that negotiation with the other person playing the video game about right. strategies uh, to win. Oh, so, true. Mm. So it's this engagement um, to get to the end goal. Um, but one of the issues on the spectrum is engagement with something that doesn't is not reciprocal. Mm. Right? It's it's an object. Right. Yeah. So if, if you remember uh, uh, on that role play that they were doing, yes, um, the boot they, they were learning to ask questions. So how are you? What do you like to do? Right. I I so, also have trouble with those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I don't, maybe I don't have it in my like vernacular. Of I think, but I think talk. the difference is you have trouble with those because you're worried. Well, what's the right thing to say? What do I say next? Well, that's true. Uh, but there's less of that worry if you're on the spectrum mm. than um, because you just don't know what to say. You're just at a loss. Like, how do I find out about this person? And that's what they were learning. To, to do that. Yeah, I, I know you're, you're not on it, Andrew, because you worry about the dinosaurs liking you. <laughs> if I was in that museum, I'd, be, I'd show them one Tyrannosaurus, I'd be like, is, is this okay? <laughs> you, you, bump into, you bump into a Stegosaurus, excuse me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, geez, well, you need to get I, some food, Stegosaurus. Yeah. You're just skin and bone. We're not even skin. The, the, other, the other thing I want to say is the people on that show, they're really high functioning. They're really functioning. Mm. And a lot of credit to their parents. That, that was pretty amazing how their parents oh, yeah. were engaged. And, and yeah, that was, that was, those were tearjerker moments, too. That's exactly what I was going to say. We, there wasn't a dry eye in my house, even Bowie. But that was because of the suggestion. <laughs> and, and, it's, and, and the tears are blood. <laughs> Right. But, but the other thing is we, we don't want to uh, underestimate a person either, right? But, so you can learn and progress. And uh, so it was pretty amazing, you know, yeah. not, to un not to underestimate and to uh, put things out there to, to learn. I knew it was uh, – I knew there were people all over the spectrum on that because the first date – and I think they showed it on purpose when that girl goes on the date with the guy and she, he's like, I like Asians. And she's like, well, I'm not Asian. And she's white. And he goes, well, I'm also in the Latinos. <laughs>
she's like, what? And then he eats a salad <clears throat> and the lettuce goes into his eye <laughs> and, and it just throws him off the rest of the date. I'm like, well, at least I'm, at least I'd pick up on the Asian thing. Well, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going over well. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> you know, that, that's the issue with uh, f- flexibility. So it's, it's, there's lots of rigid thinking. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, I, right. That one is new to me. I didn't see that one. Yeah, then after that, you're like, oh, okay, all these dates are way better than that. I think that's why they show it first. Because mm. that was like a disaster date. <laughs> I felt so bad for the, well, for the woman on it. I I worry all the time that I uh, I don't like I I already don't know what I'm doing in a, in a relationship. Like she's right here, and she would attest. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you too. And it made me think. I'm like, am I doing? Am I in tune with the other person? Yeah, it, it, uh, any any reality dating thing makes me question my own. Uh, I mean, that comes back to the the thing that I learned last week about the doubting your uh, moves and thinking. I guess, but uh, yeah. So I I had the same worries as you when I watched it. Oh well, thank God. I thought yeah. I was alone in that. I really was kind of going through a loop. <laughs> I can tell I, you this. I didn't ask Jen. <laughs> well, I, I think that the, the, the show really uh, highlighted our, you know, feeling insecure and not knowing what to do. Right. And it, it'd be great if like you, you see Annie Hall where, um, they're engaged in a conversation, but the they're, what they're thinking is, is showed in, in the movie. No, is that uh, is that where the guy fights a plant in the background? Yeah, well, a, a lobster, a lobster gets loose. But on the first date, uh, Annie Hall and uh, Woody Allen, it's Diane Keaton and Woody Allen. Uh, they're having a regular date conversation, but the movie shows what they're thinking. As they say one thing, uh, they're thinking another thing, right? Like, uh, so do you like lobster? Uh, Maybe, for example, I don't remember the dialogue like you guys do, but... I don't know. I've only seen Karen Living Room. I've never Uh, seen Annie Hall. Oh, really? I saw Maddie in the living room earlier. (laughs) <laughs> Maddie living room. <laughs> uh, Maddie doorway. <laughs> you you should uh you should just Google. There's probably the highlight uh, of the date, but it just shows our awkwardness, right? So we're we're trying to do what's socially acceptable, um, but our brain is like telling us uh, what we rather do or to do something else. So we're thinking out our discomfort while we're able to to uh, play a role of what's socially expected. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and, there is, and, there is and, a lot of we, wheels we, going on. That's in my right. And, and we, do that, we do that with ease, but a person's on the spectrum can't do both of those things at the same time. They're like having to learn what's the socially acceptable thing, like what you said about not answering just a matter of fact, no. You know, on the one hand, their honesty is, uh, you know, something to be desired. No, I don't like it. <laughs> End yeah. of discussion. Right. 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 
<laughs> slam the brakes on this topic. Yeah, I wish I could do that, but I, I you can't because you have these social expectations. Well, sometimes I do. I say no, and then I, I don't really, you know, that's my honest answer too, but but now I know not to <laughs> not to do that. Well, well, you can say uh, you say no. I, I don't like. That's for example, I don't like country music. What what music genre do you enjoy? Right. Or you I, you I just could, reciprocate yeah. that. Or I could say no, I mean, but I, I like this. It. Yeah. Right. I like. <laughs> I feel like I have the opposite problem where they would wish I just said the one word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like do you like country music and then th three minutes later they're like so no <laughs> right you're like explaining the history of johnny cash yeah <clears throat> yeah so i think in relationships we all are learning you know how to relate and um, yeah i think that class everyone should take that class i feel like that would have helped me as soon as i entered the dating scene to take that boot camp I know. Well, I mean, we should have had Dr. Deb on earlier because then we could just have our girlfriends as guests <laughs> and do couples therapy. You do the wrong <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then I just sit here awkwardly. I, I was impressed though with how excited they were about that role play, how willing they were to engage and um uh, and observe you know there was excitement and observing oh this is how you do it uh, but uh, Andrew with anxiety disorder uh, first you probably wouldn't be able to volunteer to uh, no. engage in that or, role play or and tell then, them what's wrong with what they're doing be like, right? I don't want to upset these actors that are, <laughs> paid, that are paid to be wrong yeah <laughs> It's kind of interesting. Their their anxiety did not interfere with that role play, and no. so so you know that that's a good clue for you that you don't have to worry about it. That's true. There was uh, well, I mean, it made me think about the people who I know who might be on the spectrum, and I think I know one guy. And we both did this show last night, where I talked to you, Doctor Deb, when we were scheduling this. I was on the way to this outdoor show. It was uh, it was in the East Village in, in St. Mark's. I was outdoors, um, uh, and the people literally like there was people eating right across the street, listening to their own music, and there was like a probably a, like a twelve by twelve box in front of me mm -hmm. with a fence. And the menus for the restaurant were all around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I went up there and then I said, uh, hey, everybody, how, how's your pandemics going? And I got some applause. And then I, I just said a, a, a joke about the pandemic, nothing. A joke here, nothing. A joke that's worked 10 million times in the past, <laughs> nothing. Riffing, nothing. The people on the street stopped and looked and then they kept walking. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, I'm walking the, the walkers. <laughs> I'm walking the people that are walking. You let them know they were doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, right. And then uh, one comic was like, keep going, man. I was like, oh, great. So people are paying attention and I'm oh, bombing. Oh, somebody yelled that? Yeah. <laughs> and then so uh, 
I walked. So it was a warm up for a roast battle. So the roast battle happened, and there was a guy kind of on the spectrum, and he had no jokes. He literally was like, "I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I don't even know what he did." And then he walked out with a huge smile, and he uh, he like was eating and stuff. And I walked out so depressed and <laughs> rethinking my whole life, so embarrassed that the comedians watched me that I I, I I literally just slunk away to to my car and went home. But oh my god! I guess that would be that I if I was more on right. the spectrum, I would. I wouldn't have cared about how badly it went and how bad it was. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was, I, I don't know the uh, man, it was bad. So it was so bad. I couldn't, I, I had trouble sleeping last night about how bad that outdoor experience. was. Well, then you answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I did full transparency for the listeners before we started the recording. I asked how you were doing, and you told me this, and I I was like, oh man, that's that's it. It's too bad. Well, at least you know the record the recording of the podcast will make him forget all about it. And now we we did a whole episode. <laughs> it came up. It came up, yeah. <laughs> it's still fresh. It's still. Well, I have to get it out of my system. I of course. Talk about it, yeah. Uh, so we should get into uh, the topic before we uh, run out of time here. Yeah, we got a couple of them. Yeah, I got a fresh one right now. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Well, it, it, we can get to the fresh one as long as we get to the person that the the people that replied earlier. Yeah, you do the next one. I'll do this fresh one. Okay, do the fresh one. I'll, I'll queue up the the uh, the other ones. Okay, great. So this is from uh, Matt Moves Mountains. Um, my anxiety is such that when I have an upcoming vacation, it feels like the beginning is impossibly far away, and the end of the vacation is almost here. The end feels closer than the beginning. That's messed up. This tweet is being sent from the end of my vacation. <laughs> wow he doesn't sound depressed <laughs> so dr deb what's up with that uh, I, there is uh, anxiety about vacation uh, about getting ready for vacation um, about uh, making it the perfect vacation uh, we have a list of all the things we want to accomplish on our vacation um, so as the vacation starts to come to an end, we realize, oh, we didn't do anything on that list that we wanted to do. Um, so it, I, vacation anxiety is something that's not uncommon. Um, and, you know, we have to get ready for the vacation. There's so many things that have to be in place to go. Um, that it's fatiguing to get ready for vacation. We have that excitement, uh, but yet there's things that we have to do. So it feels like it's over uh, before it begins. And then uh, we ha can't help thinking, okay, so I got to get this things done on vacation. And what happens at work, you know, when I get back at work or what happens while I'm away? What do I got to do when I get back? So we are thinking uh, with the end in mind. Oh, the emails are going to pile up. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that is a horrible feeling. 
And they do when you go back to work. They do. Yeah, That's they right. Do. You're like, I might as well just not have gone on vacation. And I'm really I'm, I'm working. Yeah. So we're really not used to allowing ourselves uh, some downtime, right? We just have to get used to, to downtime. And um, Stephen has uh, discussed how he meditates mm. and that that gives us that's good training to just let go and and not think about all the have to's for a minute and it's really important for our brain health and our body health uh, to do that if a person has anxiety they're always on gear you know that lizard brain keeps the the that little bit of uh, fear fueled it's like uh, the charcoals. If you, you think the charcoals are out, if you stir up the charcoals on the grill, you know, they get red again and they fire up again. You're, you're ready. And, and that's how anxiety is. It's like those charcoals that are still there uh, burning away just a, a little bit and not much takes them going. So gets them fired up. So if we learn just to let go, and teach ourselves to let go. It helps put those fires really out uh, for a minute and then for two minutes mm -hmm. and then three minutes. And it makes us healthier. Yeah, letting go is but we think hard. we can't get we think we can't do that with that. We can't get up those minutes. So it's uh, really something that we have to to work on. Man. Wow. Yeah, I feel that too. Uh, yeah. letting go. Do you have any tips for letting go? Well, I, I think you, you start with uh, giving yourself permission, and that might sound silly, but you just have to say it, it's okay, and, and you practice at it. You know, you do it for one minute, you do it for five minutes, and then you acknowledge when you do do it. Like, let's say you go out to, uh, a, we used to be able to go out to a bar or a restaurant, um, on a Friday or a Saturday and you think this is fun. I really like that. You know, I'm having fun with my friends, chatting it up. And you, you have to remind yourself that this is good. This is, this is okay. This is like fun. And, it, and it's healthy for, for me uh, to get out and do something fun. So then you have to apply that uh, to like getting ready uh, to go to sleep. And, and Andrew, you said you were really worried about, um, how bad the show was how bad the show was so you you can practice uh, putting that aside you could like tackle it by okay so what do I need to do for this to not happen again and, yeah. and make a and make a list of that like the things that I know I can do to uh, not have that happen again and also to elicit a friend like sometimes our we overestimate our failures uh, mm. and not our successes. So you're focused on all the things that failed when you were uh, doing the routine uh, and not the little moments that, that were working, right? right. And, uh, and the other thing is when you saw people not happy or, or not laughing, that's all you saw. You, you didn't see the people that uh, got a smile. And, <laughs> right? Yeah, there was... Yeah, so so you have to you have to maybe journal before you go to bed, make that list, and then uh, put it aside, and um, so you can go to sleep. Yeah, I think there's, not, there's nothing you can do about it uh, during the night, right? I think analyzing it 
I did analyze it all night. And I think the problem was I, I there's like so much chaos going on with literally it, you're on a street and, and people are walking by. You need to have like simpler premises. Like I was being, I was like talking about myself and I was also talking about anxiety and these people walking by were like, we just want to hear about farts and poop. You know, like, <laughs> I needed to have like simpler. St I should have just talked about like the Jetsons or something. You know, like looking back, I'm like maybe I should have. Oh, but these people are, are tuning in and out, so it, it would have been hard. But I should have talked about simpler stuff. Well, it's out of your control what they are gonna pay attention to. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I don't know. I really it was bad. But a thing that I relate to with Matt is is worried about is. You know, I'm very fortunate enough to work with, with Brian. And and I had this issue before the pandemic, and it's still there. Is as soon as it uh, it takes forever for, for it to ha like for it to start because I'm so excited to do it. And then yeah. I, even yesterday, I was like, ah, oh, it's almost over. And that takes away from the enjoyment of uh, the experience. And uh, Oh, because you're just... Yeah, well, Stephen, you said before about working on being in the moment, right? Yeah. I have to be in the moment. So there, there is mindfulness of working on being in the moment, and that does extend, uh, extend the, the day and the experience. Mm -hmm. So by practicing meditation, you are practicing being in the moment, and then you have to extend it to when you're not meditating, just right. being in the moment. But but Andrew, you were saying about the 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 kind of the the chaos uh, about the the park, and so maybe I, I know you guys have said before how when you do stand up, you focus in on one person or two persons for your attention, right? Yeah. So maybe it was hard for you to focus in. Right, you were, you were yeah, because they would walk away. I was focused in on that. So, so you can you can look at that and say, so it was the focus. Uh, everything was out of focus, like a, a photograph, out of focus, and that that's uncomfortable for you. So it, your anxiety uh, got more revved up. So one of the things you can do is find a way to, to bring in that focus when you're in that type of environment. Yeah. I, I mean, there's tools to do it. I get, like crowd work. You ask somebody a question and that kind of hones you into one person, but there was, it was hard. Yeah. The one person that was close to me in my box area, there was chairs. No one was sitting in them. They're all on the street was the possibly spectrum guy. So I couldn't, I was afraid to ask him stuff, but. <laughs> well, you, you would just get. He would no. have said no. <laughs> yeah. He would have said no right away. <laughs> Stop the conversation. Uh, we have to get into the, I, we only have time for one more. So, oh my uh, God. Okay. Well, we, we got, we got this guy, Earthstones25. I don't know his real name, but he sent me a nice DM or he sent us a nice DM saying that he, uh, Loves the podcast. He, we help him with his anxiety and, and panic Wonderful. disorder. 
Uh, he said he listened to, to you guys when I'm at my job delivering and you help distract me from my anxiety and other things that are going on. Wow, thank you. Yeah, so Earthstones, thanks for that nice message. He said, his question was, do you guys ever talk about those days you just feel anxious and feel like you're going to have a panic attack all day for no reason and the panic attack never happens? Mm. Uh like the fear of having one and then that makes you anxious. Well, yeah, that is a panic disorder from my understanding is the fear of having a panic attack. But, um, I, I do experience, I've experienced it, but thankfully due to like meditation and, and therapy and stuff, it has gone down, but I definitely know, uh, what, what, uh, you're talking about but I've never known what to do in, in those moments. Those are very scary and hard moments. Yeah. What do you think, Dr. Deb? I think uh, we call that anticipatory anxiety. You anticipate oh. the anxiety. And, and what, what can you do about it? So what your brain is saying, I don't want to be caught by surprise. What, what if it happens again? And like um, Stephen was saying, the bad experience with a panic attack makes you not want it to happen again. Right. So the, it, you can be prepared uh, by, by having a list. And if it does happen again, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, you can also uh, help to give yourself a message that I can be in control um, for one thing, acknowledge that it's a fear and it's not real, right? Mm. It's not happening now and it doesn't really have to happen. The thing with anxiety disorder is we can learn to control it. We can uh, just practice if we're, we're standing, walking to the subway or... Uh, or delivering because he or delivers. De oh, deliver. Okay, thank you. Or so sneaking in a cat. Yeah, or yeah, uh, talking going, and not getting any response <laughs> while you're right. Uh, performing. We, we, can, we can breathe. Uh, we can do uh, what I call the rule of fours. You breathe in and count to two, breathe out, count to three, four. You know, breathing in these deep breaths. Uh, you can do it anywhere at, at any time. Nobody even knows you're doing it. And that breathing will settle down that fear. It's like sprinkling water on those little burning coals. Um, it's a, a control so that your body stops reacting uh, because that body is linked to the, the lizard brain, the amygdala mm. that we were talking about. Uh, but your thinking brain uh, can control that. It tells your uh, lizard that this isn't real it's not uh, it's not going to happen and, I, and I'm going to keep you safe it's really important to give that message I'm going to keep you safe um, so I'm, I'm going to breathe uh, I'm going to sit down I'm going to you know get a glass of water and if I was drinking a glass of water uh, I, I wouldn't be able to drink a glass of water if something bad was going to happen and so we, we do that uh, thinking control mm. over the, that lizard brain um, that just is, you know, worried all the time. 
and it's protecting us. So the thinking brain has to say, you don't have to do that. I can keep you safe. It's going to be okay. And that lizard brain learns. It's amazing. It learns uh, to settle down. And Oh, really? Uh, yes. Wow. Gonna feed it some treats. You feed it some <laughs> treats. That's right. And you give that message that uh, it's safe and nothing bad's going to happen. That's great. Wow. That's super right. helpful. That's super helpful. Thanks, Dr. Deb. We have, You're welcome. Stephen, I'm sorry. I know you said this last one, but I just realized Sassy Spinella sent us two topics in a row that we didn't get to. Oh, I mean, yeah, we're, we're over an hour, but let's get, let's get them in. Okay. So she wrote last week, the thing making me anxious, being stuck in a heat wave with no AC, 106 in California, emoji with the sweat. Oh, and, wow. and now she wrote, all of California is on fire. The town where I work is under evacuation. So scary. Well, I guess the AC is not bad now. <laughs> yes. So the advice we have is don't worry. It could always get worse. Right. <laughs> you, went from, you went from feeling like you're on fire to actually being on fire. Yeah, that's really horrible. Yeah, so that's like that question last week with the directy. Is that it, right? That's the way to say it. The directy. Yes, and that person wrote back to us and and uh, um, said, uh, "Let's see what she said." The uh, oops, I'm looking at my own. She explained what it was. Um, yeah. I I saw some YouTube's pretty horrible. Oh, so, a Dureco so, is a hurricane like a windstorm that gives no warning, destroys everything in its path. Corn flattened. Yeah. Oh man. Does that? So, so these are situations. These are real events that uh, do cause harm and are dangerous, right? So, the reaction of fear is uh, normal and life saving. So, what are you going to do to get away from the situation? That's not anxiety. The uh, and that's a good example that there are two different things, right? The fear is real. It's a real event. And so you have to do things uh, to take care of that, to be safe. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Angie didn't know how to follow that. Well, I was too busy reading the Duraki uh, demo. I wasn't listening to what Dr. Deb was saying. Did you listen, Stephen? <laughs> Yes, it's very good advice. It kind of covered both Sassy's, uh, I mean, yes. She covered both. It's it's something that's, now I'm, I lost my train of thought by laughing at what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, with the, the fear for the real event, right? You go into action, you do a plan, uh, you do a plan for safety. Uh, you, you still need to control that uh, anxiety mind, but you don't want to go like, okay, so uh, what if, you don't want to do the what ifs, right? right? You want to say, oh yeah, the what ifs are the killers. This is what I need to do now right? Um, so that you can deal with the fear, uh, but you also do need to control that anxiety with the, you don't want to go in the what ifs uh, and uh, unless it's part of your plan to stay safe, but it's that safety and the focus on safety. That's paramount. That's a, that's what you have to do. Uh, oh, paramount. They, they uh, produce a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's paramount. Paramount 
is uh, the the I, I, the direct of VHS production company. <laughs> well, uh, para, para, it's really important. Okay, it's just really important. <laughs> Paramount is direct to YouTube. Yeah, uh, Paramount. Paramount makes movies. Well, Sassy, I hope you're safe, and uh, hope we. I apologize for not getting to your. Uh, AC topic, but I think uh, we picked the right one out of the two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really. Um, man, yeah. Please be safe. And uh, yeah, we're worried but, about you, sassy. But yeah, that's an, an amazing. It, and the the other the other person who, uh, um, Mildred, yeah. Mildred Christie is out there in Duraki world. Children of the flattened corn. <laughs> You can get the corn on the cob, the uh, cream corn, or you can get the flat corn. That's your options at the barbecue. <laughs> uh, well, I hope both of you are safe. And uh, I think uh, both times Dr. Deb gave that advice, it was very helpful. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I mean just the two times she had to say it for Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got that that hyper focus. <laughs> you, she said lizard, and you went into thinking about what what do you have to feed it, and <laughs> yeah, I thought about the ancestors of the lizards, the dinosaurs. <laughs> Back at the museum. Oh, yeah, man. I'm talking about the uh, the Paleotopolis, the just the the really complicated name, and he's like. This guy can really kill. She's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, could. <laughs> well, can he do uh, eight minutes on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we have to wrap up uh, because uh, I go nuts when uh, we go over an hour. I worry that. Yeah, and I'm I using Maddie's computer. I'm using Maddie's computer. She's got to do the crossword on here. <laughs> I'm throwing off her whole Sunday. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll, get, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you, Dr. Deb, as always, for being here and helping us. It's my pleasure, and uh, good luck on the show out there in Bloomington. And oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, hopefully you could like put some maybe costume on uh, the cat make her look more human when you <laughs> oh make well, her walk on her hind legs then yeah. hold her hand while you well, walk out well ronnie did send us the ronnie send did. you the the alice cooper denim vest yeah and uh i had it on her i she doesn't have it with us here i forgot to pack it but uh she's gonna be rocking it all week when i awesome. get it. That's and Ronnie made us cookies or sent us cookies. They're at your apartment right now. You're in Bloomington. My, I know. They're at my apartment. I'm in Bloomington. I did bring the package inside uh, the apartment. So they're safe where they are. I didn't get to open them, but I knew what they were. So I put them somewhere safe. Uh, and I'll make sure that you get to have them soon. Yeah. At our next recording, we're going to eat them. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah. They're, they're cookies with our logo and, and the, the, I feel the drawing of us. Them. I know. I don't. Maybe we could freeze a couple, like an old wedding cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you, everyone, as always, for listening. Please uh, leave a review. 
share whatever it is uh we uh, we love you and and, and uh, hopefully we're helping and uh yeah keep writing in everybody well dr deb is is loving this so yeah i'm and gonna speak for her the reviews are still coming in dr deb is uh, is loved so uh we appreciate you being here and um the next live show is august 29th so it's this coming saturday and uh lineup will be announced today so it it should be out today yeah and if you're yeah if you're on the patreon i we didn't get to do a bonus this week but i was thinking about releasing our former podcast what what's the yeah deal? do that that'd be because i found that so i can release that and then we'll record another one this week perfect because i was listening to it it is funny oh great great <laughs> that sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> well uh thank you everybody and stay tuned for the outro stay tuned thanks for listening starts beating really fast Sweating and trembling. Me too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. Yeah.